Oh, man. I don't even know where to start, man. I don't, I don't even know how to feel right now, man. Me personally, I'm a Clippers fan. Kawhi oh. Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Paul George, what was that shit, man? I still, <laughs> I, I still cannot believe it. I, the last time I felt like this, I'll have to say rest in peace to Nip Hustle, man. I feel, I feel like the same way I felt when, when Nipsey died is the way I feel about the Clippers losing. Like, it's just so unbelievable that I can't believe this shit really happened. Like, too much ass cheeks, man. They gave up all booty cheeks. It's terrible. Let me bring in my guest, man. My, my boy, Yajiketit. He said, too much ass cheeks. We in here, baby. Don't y'all forget it. Greatest franchise because they got the greatest player of all time. Alvin, I already know you a Lakers fan, man. So I know you you jumping for joy right now. LeBron didn't want no problems and want no smoke with Kawhi. And then Kawhi can't even handle his business. So you can't even call it a feud for L.A. after this one. You know what I'm saying? So, how you? What's your take on it? You muted. You on you the mute, Alvin? You on mute? You on mute? Because we don't need to hear from Lakers, baby. We don't need to hear from no, the Lakers. We don't, we don't. LeBron, if he don't get this, uh, he don't get this championship, man. Then it's all bad for LeBron. Out of this, baby. Oh, there you go. Eight-year-old had to save me. I was struggling. This is their laptop. All right, so look, to be honest with you, the only reason why I'm laughing about all of this is because of two main reasons. First main reason is that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have never been top-tier number one options and leaders of their team. When Paul George was Indiana, he was a good player. So everybody forgot that he was playing Robin and learning directly under Danny uh, Danny Granger, who they eventually let go because they thought he was going to step up and be the franchise player, which he was, but he never led the team. George Hill was always the leader. Uh, um, honestly, I forgot that whole roster because I didn't care. But then when you look at Kawhi, even though this last year when they won with Toronto, he might have been the best player, but who was really the leader of the team? Kyle Lowry. So I feel, I feel like the fact that we're you know we're we're forgetting that like social media, Charles Barkley, you know a lot of New Balance, Nike, they promoted too much stuff with the two of them being the the saviors to this Clipper franchise. With no disrespect, Caleb, they ain't never won nothing. So you can't say this feeling is so similar to to Nipsey dying because you know niggas die every day, b. You know what I'm saying? And the Clippers you, lose. You, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, say, you can't say that a, a two-time 
NBA Finals MVP has never won nothing. Oh, now, no, no. Assessment, no, no. assessment no, of Paul no. George. Okay. I said the, the franchise, the Clippers ain't never won nothing. I can okay. show you a Lamar Odom jerseys when they had the nice cursive, which, you know, if they were smart, they would have retro those and uh, put like yourself. You would have been happy because you could have got yeah. some homage. You could have got some nostalgia to sit at home and lose because they ain't never <laughs> win. <winning. laughs> <never winning> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, 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 they they when, signed Kawhi and Paul George to multi-year deals. Oh so, no, a two-year. Yeah, multi. Year multi. No, yeah. low-key. Opt in. I opt out. They gonna opt out. They gonna opt in. No. Come to, I, I don't believe. I let me tell me tell you uh, tell you my logic behind it. I don't believe that after the failure, how, this catastrophic failure. I don't believe that they will run away like that after this. Even if they come back, if they come back next year and they have success, then it would be stupid for them to leave. And if they come back and they, if it's a failed experiment, then they owe it to themselves to try to give it one more year. So I don't see them opting out that last year. Either way, just because how bad this year was, I don't see them opting out. Kawhi won two rings already. So for Kawhi, this was just going home to try to get a chip, be the only player to get three rings, three MVPs, whatever, right? He loses. Yeah. You watch the way he lost game seven? That was you, – you, that one Euro he did into Jokic and then missed it and turned and looked at the refs, I said that wasn't a cyborg. That was a real man. And the real man's hurt on the inside. He didn't have the <laughs> – he didn't – he didn't – like, honestly – if you think about it, they really kind of snuck all the way through the playoffs because they didn't have no crazy first couple games in the bubble. Everybody was talking about a pandemic P. You know what I'm saying? They were talking about Kawhi was still the best player in the world only because of what he did up until the bubble. They tried to flip that switch, and they was gassed. They couldn't turn it back on. So what's your take, Jaquette? How you feel about it, man? <laughs> yes, take that hat off. Please. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> First of all, I had to pay homage to the greatest basketball team ever, which is the Chicago Bulls. I just wanted to say that. But my brother gave me this hat a long time ago, and I never wore it before, so this is the first time me wearing it. Um, My outlook on it is this. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. He's supposed to be, Alvin said, the greatest up-and-coming basketball player of the world, the, the greatest guy, you know. Uh, only reason why Kawhi won with Toronto last year, let's be clear, let's put it out there, he only won it because Klay Thompson got injured. Let's be clear. And he only won it because Klay Thompson – and Golden State Warriors were injured. Let's be clear about that. So let's go, let's go, let's go into this. Let's go into this. Your Clippers, bro, bro. Your Clippers don't got heart. That's all it is. Your Clippers don't got no killer mentality. Because you can't tell me you have to do one more game. One more game. And in that one game, you had three times to do it. First game, you were up by 19 points. You were up by 19. 
You lost that. They came back. Okay, cool. We give it to you. You guys took your you guys took your foot off the neck. Okay, cool. Next game, up by sixteen. Y'all lost that and gave them a game seven. And y'all thought y'all were gonna win. And then your boy Paul George, your boy. Shout out to Paul George. I know you represent the AV a little bit, but 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 your boy Paul George says I like our odds. What you mean you like your odds? You guys are the one of the favorites to win it. And then y'all yeah. lost. And y'all got blown out. Y'all didn't have no heart. Now, on the Clippers defense. On the Clippers defense a little bit. Uh, Clippers, before the bubble even started. Clippers said, Lou Williams said, I don't even want to play this year. Clippers had a lot of players saying, I don't want to play this year. But they ended up playing. And then they go, they saying, y'all and the Lakers said, we don't want to play. The Clippers came back out and said, we don't want to play this year. So I give it to the Clippers didn't have that killer mentality because they didn't want to play the- they didn't want to play in the bubble anyway. Why is the bubble going on right now? Because of LeBron James. <laughs> he got his jersey on, baby. LeBron James. <laughs> so, I, me personally, I, I, I have to I have to tell Doc Rivers to hold this, man. After this is I feel like Doc Rivers needs to be fired. And no. I, no. After let me finish my statement. After the team, this is the second time. That he's done this with the organization. Third time. Third time in his his career. Second time. Now, when he had the Lob City team, Chris Paul came over and they had the best roster in the NBA like they did this year. And what was that, four or five years ago? So within an eight year span, you've had two rosters that were the best in the league and you can't get out the conference finals. Doc Rivers needs to go. Can I have a can just, I, just, just based off of that performance? But look, what is it? Seven, eight years. He's been look, having made past the conference finals. Look, with, he, with two he, of the he, best rosters. He's been in. The, I, 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 don't, I can't give you no excuses. Look, he's been look. there with him for seven years, right? He came mm-hmm. in with that that Boston championship mentality, that mindset. I'm gonna change them up. I'm gonna be defensive first, and then they got Blake, DeAndre, and, and Chris and Chris Paul, right? The yeah. thing I guess we keep forgetting is that the Clippers don't win. So you can't blame their loss on Doc when since he's came in, this is the most relevant the Clippers have ever been. Because the joke about Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson, you had Elton Brand. You had Lamar Odom. You had Quentin Richardson. You had Darius Miles. You, you even had Andre Miller for a second back then. You even had Baron Davis during that run. They all – like Clippers always end up getting good players. They never really – always got the first-round pick. <laughs> no, look. No, for real, for real. I used to love the, the whole Laker-Clipper, like, you know, battle, right? And mm-hmm. I've always loved the fact that the Clippers had the players that you wanted to watch and Lakers had the players that fit the role to win championships. But when Lob City started the debacle off of that Donald Sterling, uh, uh, you know, everybody flipping their jerseys inside out because his racist comments and whatnot, that changed everybody to say, okay, they're not just a fun team anymore. They need to be a winning tr- uh, franchise. 
and there's just so much added pressure on them to keep winning when you gotta get you gotta get to the conference finals. And honestly, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were not the same players in this bubble. If they were at home in the Staples Center with two out of three games in Staples Center to win to go to the next to to see the Lakers in the Western Conference, I put a hundred dollars right now they win. But because okay. they but it's because of them being inside that little gym. Go ahead, my bad. Now let me say something. Let me say something. Go ahead. Go First ahead. of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this clear. I'm making this clear now because I know you're a Laker fan as well. All day this bubble, this bubble championship is not a real championship. That's first of oh, all. Yeah. Shut up! Shut up! Okay. Okay. <laughs> second of all, second Wait. of all, this is it. This is it. it I'm gonna make it easy for you, Caleb. This is why y'all lost. This is a why y'all lost. Why y'all lost because of Murray, and you guys know why y'all lost nah, because of Murray. Jokic, no, 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 no. Jokic, I got you, bro. I got you. I'm gonna make this easy for you. The reason why y'all lost because of Murray, it wasn't that he was draining shots on y'all, it wasn't because of the, the Joker throwing behind the back passes on y'all. Y'all lost because of one reason. Y'all lost. Oh my God. I knew he was that man. He paid homage to one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game, which is Derrick Rose. These are the shoes, the retro D Roses that he was wearing when he was cooking y'all. He this was is cooking y'all in some retro <laughs> D Roses. This so is- he was tapping into his old school Derrick Rose. That's why he was cooking y'all. That's the only reason why you lost, baby. That's it. Just take it like that. And your Lakers, you only remember the Clippers said they did not want to play this year because it was the bubble and everything that's going on with with Black Lives and and everything going. Clippers said we don't even want to play this year. Only no. reason why we playing okay. this year okay. is because of LeBron James, and he said he want to play. Okay. And oh, he want to play because he knows he can win a bubble championship. Let me, let me bring up a question. So, he said, so. he, LeBron said, we're not going to play. LeBron stood up and said, me and the Lakers aren't going to play. And he walked. But Clippers followed because it was, a, it was supposed to be them as the two most important teams making a stand together. But when it came down to going into the bubble – they both said they wanted to go, but you saw what happened before anybody made one comment about life in the bubble other than Stephen A. Smith. Paul George had that really bad game last uh, last series, and he said, I was in a really dark place. You know, I was trying to find myself in the bubble. The situation is different for, for me. It's not what I'm accustomed to and whatnot. I get that. You know, that's him tapping into mental health issues that a lot of people don't want to talk about. But to me, and this is me. I'm not talking about the fan in me. I'm talking about the person that loves basketball. You're not going to take that asterisk that's going to go next to my championship right here. You're not going to take it and make it something worse. It's going to be something that you got to look forward to. Like there was kids who graduated high school. There was adults who graduated college. There was people who did things during this pandemic that we don't want to sit up here and take away from their moment because they didn't get to walk across the stage the same way. If If the Lakers win, and LeBron gets his third MVP and a third championship on a different team, now he's over here competing with players who are almost 10 years younger than him, 
at still being the greatest player in the in the game. I don't like LeBron, but he can do this now. First of all, he would never be the GOAT. He can keep his bubble championship because everybody knows next year he's gonna be going against he's gonna be going against a full healthy, a full healthy Golden State Warriors. Oh well. Oh well. Which also has which has one of the top three picks. Then he gotta go against the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. But you he know what? He got to go get some real talent next year. He yep. wanted to go, and you was trying to say, you trying to put it in there and say, LeBron James, LeBron James, oh, him in the Clippers, them in the Clippers both said, no, they did not want to play. But then LeBron James changed his mind, and he was like, let's play. No, okay, the Clippers no. never came back and said, let's play. Me, Clippers but you were like, no, nah, we don't want to go. LeBron Let James said, let's go, the NBA win. Let me ask you a question. So, so since we brought up Brooklyn and the Steve Nash job, and they were talking about white privilege, okay, so why does D'Antoni lose his job in Houston? He didn't lose. He didn't lose. He, it, it was a mutual. It was a mutual separation. No, he said I'm leaving, and they said okay, we understand. They were going to sit here. And so I, I, I feel like Doc and the Clippers are at the same headway that no. Antonio and the, and the Houston are. Why should no, Doc sit there? I actually prefer that we replace Doc with D'Antoni because no, Doc, Doc but, but, but listen to what my, my argument why. How do you allow your team to come out? Three flat games in a row out of halftime. As a coach, game seven, game seven. He didn't when even they come play. out for, when Red they come out flat. Yeah, in game you. seven, out of the halftime after the last two games, you should have used every single timeout you had within that first five minutes of that second half to make sure that that momentum didn't swing to Denver the way that it did. But no, you just let them go out there and play. They got their fucking souls taken. And then by the halfway through the second uh, second half, they looking up and they they trying to call to the sidelines to come out the game. Come hey, they tired. Hey, Caleb, I got one for you though. The same way y'all didn't want to include the fact that you know LeBron said, "Yeah, we'll play" because of the NBA owners and everybody saying they were going to do more due diligence about helping out in different communities or, or whatever to help social injustice, right? Yeah. What about the fact because you know we play two K. You know how it was a funny little, uh, it was a funny glitch they wanted to add. How they already had said the Clippers were were favored to win the championship, but they didn't make it. That's what's in two K right now, and the season's still going. Okay, mm. this was something that you would laugh about and say, "Hey, that sounds like the NBA is rigged." Now, if you and I know, if all three of us know how passionate Doc Rivers is about basketball. Not just is it ironic that he didn't call those timeouts to make sure the momentum didn't swing. Look at the emotion on everybody on the bench. Everybody seemed a little content with the loss. Nobody was frustrated. Nobody was cursing. Like when you watch Russell Westbrook lose against the Lakers, he was going off on one of the fans and the game was already out of reach. But his heart and his passion was so real and so off the top that he still just, uh, 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 I can't believe we're fucking losing. But with them... Kawhi and Paul George still dapped up after it was over, like as if they was cool with the L. You know I, why? I feel like 
everybody went into this series saying, you know what? Win or lose, we just run it back again next year anyway. Because this whole bubble you know fucked us up and we still got a good squad. And then if yeah. they do if they make trades, because you know they can't get anything in the draft, they gave up their whole future. Focus on the future. They gave mm-hmm. up their whole future on Paul George. And now if they don't do nothing with them, you have to trade him or trade Kawhi just to get some more talent to fit pieces. You know so, what? Why? Don't do, why. You pull out the damn D roses right now. This is why, baby. This is this is why. Okay. The NBA, like how you said, people think the NBA is rigged, but the it NBA is. is ran by Mr. LBJ. LBJ says, LBJ says, let's play basketball again. Guess what they're going to do? Let's play basketball again. And ironically, why would you let, wait, 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 why would you let the Clippers, if you're, if we're going off of your theory, Clippers like, man, okay, cool. We just want to be They like, they're like, hey, Clippers, y'all can't beat the Lakers. Y'all got, y'all can't. This year, the Lakers have to win. Why? Because, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. If the Lakers right. don't win, like, no other team is like, man, why you think LeBron James wanted to run it back? For real, No, why but look. He wanted to run it back, they, he they to run it. back because he knew I, he had no competition. I, I agree with you. Because yeah, right but, after Kobe died, he said, this is for Kobe. And right. the, season, the rest of the season has been for Kobe since right. that moment. So right. I agree with that assessment. Yeah. yeah. This but you told you know, me Kobe, Kobe being one of the greatest players in the world and how tragic his death is. You don't think you don't think the NBA is kind of sort of going to let it lean a little bit more towards Excuse the Lakers so no. the Lakers can win. No. 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 Okay. This is the thing. You're not going to give the Lakers a little more calls hey, than they Hey, well, hold on. Hey, before you respond to that, the uh, Yajiketa, you remember Tom Donahue, the the referee that got caught cheating and rigging uh-huh. the games. That he mm-hmm. he shed a light on the NBA that uh, that they say didn't want to be shed, man. So when yeah. you say that, you know it, it does bring back that Tom Donahue. He was yeah. just on uh, some other podcast talking about his uh, how he knew how to what games to bet on and stuff. So because there is some, some there is some facts. To, Denver to is Denver going to beat the Lakers? Denver ain't no. going to beat the Lakers. No. The Heat ain't going to beat the Lakers. Um, Boston ain't going to make it out because the Heat are going to beat them. But yeah, they ain't going to happen because LeBron James needs to win this championship. But no. guess what? This no, championship has an asterisk by it. It is no, only listen. for Kobe. But next year we're going to see what the Lakers are really made. No, listen, listen. You're getting you're you're not looking at it in the whole circle. You're looking at you're you're forgetting this part. Huh? What? You know what I mean? You're forgetting. the it, LeBron doesn't run the NBA. The NBA knows LeBron is the only one that can get them everything they need because there's so many next generational superstars that they have to pick and choose who they're going to be able to put all their weight in, all their money in. Because be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like you thought you talk about Kobe. Yeah, well, no, no. Can't do it either. Giannis can't do it now neither for this reason alone. When you talk about Kobe, and not now, and as far as you know, the retirement part, but when Kobe first came in the league straight out of high school and everybody painted this picture, oh, he's not going to make it. Once he made it, his his legacy was based off of the fact that he learned all these different uh, languages, that he was an international superstar. Like, he would do 
camps here in, in Cali. He would do camps in China. He was everywhere. I've never seen footage of LeBron James doing a camp in China. LeBron is like, he's international with his brand, but him himself and his game, he hasn't went overseas to do the same shit that Kobe did. So right now, the like the NBA really has to ride the fact that if the Lakers win, not LeBron, but if the Lakers win, now the Lakers have 17 championships, the Celtics have 17 championships, Bulls with six, San Antonio with five, and then you're right there with who? Golden State running up behind them with four. And like you said, Golden State is up to win next year. There's no questions with that. I'd put my money on Golden State also. They could even uh, draft LaMelo and have trade bait if they wanted to. Well, but without without Kevin Durant, you, you got them out of the West with LeBron on the West? Look, what, with the Clippers on the West the way it is? Look, you guys are emerging? No, I don't know what's going to happen when you're still going to stay. What I did you see Utah? Did you see Utah? Are you just going to hand them the West like that? I can't hand Golden State the West like that. I'm not handing it to them. I'm not handing it to them, but I'm saying like this. Golden State, when Mark Jackson was the coach, we all believed it, that they were going to be the new San Antonio Spurs that they will always be a competitor at the championship as long as they have their key pieces and good coaching. A so they, healthy Steph? A healthy Clay? Are well, you serious? But and, look, and, a and, healthy, and, and a healthy Draymond. Well, what only, only piece that they lost? People fail to realize Golden State was knocking off teams before Kevin um, Durant got on there. They were winning championships. So the West is full of Golden people. State still it through, Chris Paul and James Harden and it's not about, Golden State. It's not about it's not about the, the Western West Conference. It's about the finals. Golden State, uh, that Golden State without Kevin Durant still won two championships against a LeBron James that was more in his prime and a Kyrie Irving as well. So I I, I understand you got your Lob City and everything like that, but. They weren't beating the Cleveland Cavaliers. Golden State has been running this. And Golden State finally got a year to rest. Steph gets the rest. Clay gets the rest. And they throw in whenever he feels like playing. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, he can be trade bait if they wanted to. And they can go get one of the top picks in the league. Where are they losing at? Yeah, I, I agree. Hey, we, we gotta move. We gotta move yeah, on. Thank you, Caleb. We, 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 we can't stay on here forever. The Clippers. What the fuck was that? Kawhi. <laughs> Rest in peace. What the fuck was that? Paul George. Man, you gave hey, us all booty cheeks. On, on the man, last note, terrible. Paul George can never call himself Playoff George anymore. Payoff. No, Playoff. 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 That's done. Yeah. <laughs> and he was he's trying to be like uh playoff rondo. You know, and playoff rondo is real because Rondo's doing this shit. Playoff Rondo's real. And, yeah, that's he, real. Leave the subject. Rondo will be the reason the Lakers win. Not just because of LeBron and AD. 
playoff Rondo is a real thing, and he will be the the defining factor for the Lakers to win. Playoff, but let's move playoff on. Playoff Rondo was the reason why Boston go, got past Miami. Playoff Rondo was the reason why Boston got that championship. So go, yeah, I sir. agree with that assessment. But uh, let's, go, let's move on. Let's move on to this uh, deal. iHeartRadio oh, okay. is launching the Black Effect Podcast Network, uh, anchored by Charlemagne the God and the Breakfast Club. It's bringing over other podcasts like uh, Drink Champs and uh, one of my favorite, All the Smoke, with uh, Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. I think it's a uh, seventeen. Black podcast that they're they're starting their own network over there at iHeart. So have you guys looked at this and uh, how you guys feel about this? I looked it up. You want to go first, Jar? You want me to go? Oh, uh, I didn't really. I don't really look up anything, y'all. I just okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll go first. Then. So uh, basically, when I looked it up, I thought it was pretty cool as far as like so many different podcasts coming together. I thought it was ironic, though, that it was under iHeartRadio because you know how Ryan Seacrest has wrapped up iHeartRadio E and everything when it comes to like media, not media, but like, you know, just pop stars and, and that type of trend. So I'm I'm curious where it's going to go because I feel like that was something that they tried to jump on before anybody else did because, you know, this is like the best time for black people to do things that make them feel important and being entrepreneurs and whatnot. And podcasting gets a lot of content out and gets a lot of people recognized. So I think they just, I don't know. I think it was a power move. You know what I mean? Like it was probably something that they wanted to do before. And then by bringing on Charlemagne and the breakfast club, you know, like, I don't know if we have another show that's running as long as that is, you know what I mean? Other than, thinking about Theo and 92.3 the beat way back in the day. So it's cool, but I don't know. I, I just I don't really like Ryan Seacrest that much. I feel like he's really good at exploiting people. So mm -hmm. I'm just curious how this all goes. You know what I mean? Uh my my outtake on it of what I'm hearing is I think it's pretty cool. I think it's cool. Um allowing us to have another platform to get our voices out. Allowing us to have another platform uh, to let us do something. I'm hoping that me myself, I don't use iHeartRadio, man. So I use like Spotify, you know. And if I'm going back in the day, I'm then I'm going back to Pandora. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm hoping that it opens the door for things like Spotify and and those platforms to piggyback off of it and do do like their own little spinoff because I, I believe those I don't know if those platforms are bigger than iHeartRadio, but if they, yes, are, they are so I'm hoping Spotify that radio. So so Spotify was the first one to do a, 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 a solo distribution deal to with a podcast with the Joe Button podcast. They gave okay. him the first exclusive podcast deal. I think it was for five million, and uh, now Joe Button was the first exclusive deal through Spotify. Now Joe Rogan just signed with Spotify for a lifetime deal of two hundred and fifty million. Right, so he has a lifetime deal to do his podcast through Spotify. You now, got right. now what? 
what Joe Button was talking about is that there's a uh, that they didn't basically they didn't have any metrics behind the space before him and his and his team did his deal over at Spotify. So now what's going on is that they're signing these podcasts like the Black Network, but the 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 shows aren't aren't they don't share profit share in ad revenue. So for me building a podcast network like this like I am with politicking, the ad revenue is is essential because you, not only advertisements but sponsors you know we get that money but there's affiliate marketing there's a pre-roll there's mid-roll there's there's uh there's all type of different product placements and, and videos there's all type of different ways where you can uh, uh get ad revenue and if you're not in the profit sharing there's there's different ways where the, the company can make money off of you and you not get a dime off of it they can get that liquor sponsor and if that's not in your contract then they paying you to distribute your podcast, but you're not sharing in the ad revenue. So they can be paying you. That's like the, the athletes when they weren't profit sharing in the jersey sales. You you playing, you getting your salary, but you just sold a hundred thousand jerseys and you didn't get a dollar off of it. And I, I and I think that like, exactly. And that's what's gonna go on with this black exactly. podcast network is that yeah, they're gonna get paid and they're gonna get a salary to do their podcast. But they're not going to share in the ad revenue, so they're going to be out there selling merch and all this other stuff, man. And everything that they make, the iHeart's going to have their hand in their pocket, and everything iHeart makes on the side, they're not going to profit share. Wow. Charlemagne gave up fifty uh, percent ownership, but a lot of so these podcasts. Let me finish. Let me finish right now. Um, a lot of these podcasts were already distributed through iHeartRadio. So what they did was they just took them, said, hey, this is our black podcast network, and repurposed them. So mm -hmm. it's all it's all just a marketing ploy because all those podcasts already, besides Drink Champs, because Drink Champs is a TV show and it's mainly on Revolt, the audio right. is just being repurposed for the, for the uh, podcast platform. So I, I give it to Drink Champs, but all the other podcasts, they were already uh, iHeartRadio podcast, and they're just basically being repurposed and put into this black podcast, you know, niche. But but is that are they profit sharing? I don't believe so. And Charlemagne gave a fifty percent ownership of the network, so now iHeartRadio is basically going to come in and make. Most of the ad revenue off of this black pot, and they're gonna share fifty percent ownership of everything that this network releases. Why couldn't these? And this is like, like you were saying about the NBA. Why can't we just organize and start our own black mm -hmm. podcast network? I'm a living example of doing it. We're on Apple TV. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeart. We're on all the networks that and venues that they are on. So. If I can do it, then why can't these multimillionaires that have a, a, a huge following, you know, do the same thing that we're doing here with politicking? Like, you know, I, it, we, we always get the, the, the bottom of the, of the barrel and then want to be happy about it. Honestly, I think because most of us don't really want to let it let people into who, who we are and what we're about. 
You know what I mean? Because especially with po- uh, with podcasting, it's really just being vulnerable and then being transparent and just talking freely to people, right? Most of us don't want to, like, you, nine out of ten people want to smoke while they're on the po- on the podcast. That's why up is, uh, uh, you know, with Matt Barnes and, and Steven, uh, Steven Jackson, that podcast is so cool because it's the average dude just sitting there talking real life. But everybody else outside of that, they're trying to portray a specific image. And that image they can't create because they think it has to be blue collar, white face, blonde hair, and they just can't get it to work. And so, like, like when you said the whole Spotify thing and, and how uh, uh, Joe Budden was first, when I researched that part, as far as like his whole, you know, uh, 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 the whole, you know, well, you know, we'll go into that subject. But when I looked at that, I was like, hey, that is crazy. I know I did look at Spotify's podcast just because Joe Button said that he, you know, like we knew that Joe Button was on that podcast. But then at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, but did, if he really didn't get no royalties for it and there was really no benefit to do it except just to say I'm talking on on Spotify, then he's right to walk away. You know what I'm saying? But then if you look at the way Shaw remains doing it, I almost feel like that's jigabooing. Like, how do you mm-hmm. give up 50%? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's basically like, that's like you giving up 50%. Like, you did all this work to make this what it is, and then you mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm not even going to make anything out of this. And that's your mindset. Like, no, you're not doing it just to make the money. You're doing it to make a difference in something that's going to last longer than you. And I think with him, he showed that he really did lighten his skin because he didn't care so much about being dark-skinned. He does talk the shit he talks when people go on Breakfast Club because he just wants to cause chaos and he's really being paid out by somebody higher than us to keep caught, like keep lighting flames. He keeps putting fire. He keeps making fires in all the black communities, talking this shit in a sarcastic, condescending way. And then when people come in to check his ass, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I just think that's bullshit. Now, after you explain to Caleb. I, I like I, I know what I said, and I guess I said it prematurely, but I think now it's kind of bullshit. Because yeah. I, I don't trust Ryan Secrets. I never yeah. trusted him for, him for, for a, a, a curator like me that's building platforms. I pay attention to the back end because that's how we all gonna get paid. I look at everything and I'm like, yep. how is everybody gonna eat? And the back end is how we all gonna eat off of this. So if I give up fifty percent of the back end, then we're not gonna eat. No. I'm going to eat, but we are not going to eat. So as right. a curator of the platform, giving up 50% of the back end, you know, kind of puts everybody else in a position where they can't really eat. And if they does, you know, they're going to get crumbs. So, you know, it puts yeah. you in a maybe a good position, but the people are under you. And this is why Joe Button said that he wouldn't resign with Spotify is because it would be a great deal for him, but he looks at Rory and Maul and and Parks and all his team, and it wouldn't be financially beneficial to his team. So as a, a, a leader and as a CEO, you know, why would you take something for the betterment of yourself and not your, your teammates? You know what I'm saying? But Charlemagne, you know, he don't care. The Breakfast Club is a nationally syndicated radio show that already is being put out through iHeart. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's not like Charlemagne has his own podcast called The Brilliant Idiots with Andrew Schultz. His podcast is not included in this in this deal. Why your solo podcast ain't in this deal, but Breakfast Club is in this deal. He's jiggable, like you said. I've been, 
hey, I'll give you 50% of the one third I'm making over here anyway. Because it's mm-hmm. cut so many different times, I won't really care because I'm about to eat over here getting a whole pie myself. Well, yeah. well, what, what did Pusha, say, Pusha T say? He said he signed to a nigga that signed to another nigga that signed to another nigga? Yeah. That's the situation <laughs> when you go to the Black Effect Podcast Network. You a nigga signed to a nigga that signed to another nigga that signed to another nigga. You know what I'm saying? And yep. that's just for our culture. We keep saying we want to raise awareness and amplify black voices, but then we want to we don't want to build our own platforms. We want to do it on all the white media platforms. So what well, change you, does you, that really bring forward? It's out there. It's like, hey, can I pay you to put my logo on one of your advertisements, but just don't put my face on it? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? You you are your logo. You are your own brand. So what you see is that it's just they weak, fake, and phony. Mm-hmm. And it goes down to and what it goes down to as well is when you're not um, making your own stuff, when you ain't making your own website, if you relying on on all these other networks, they like take Instagram, for example, if you put in all your uh, eggs in in Instagram, if Instagram goes away tomorrow. Then what they got your content. Where, yep. where else are they going to find you at? You know, right. and most of our people are trying to get on and get these deals, you know, and think about their pockets, but they ain't thinking about everybody else. So it like, like, you know, Charlemagne ain't tripping. He got a book. <laughs> Y'all worried about a podcast? <laughs> I'm making more money off the book. I give you shit. Charlemagne is tripping because. He's over here. I, I believe that him and iHeartRadio is the ones behind this smear campaign for Joe Button. Because Joe Button came out and he's he basically told the story on his podcast about two weeks ago about his right. dealings with Spotify and how he was getting ready to be done with his contractual obligations and that he was going to be a free agent. Right after that, Charlemagne comes out on The Breakfast Club talking about... Uh, Joe Button doesn't know how to negotiate. And next thing you know, right. he comes out with this with this announcement for his own black network through iHeartRadio. So it's like right. Spotify has made mil- nine figures off of Joe Button podcast. So even if Joe Button podcast is not returning, I don't believe that somebody that made nine figures off this podcast would be smearing this guy. What's the, what what benefit would they have to, to smear Joe Button? So I believe that it's iHeartRadio seeing the opportunity to to attack Joe Button because Joe Button has attacked some of their products, you know, to kind of lower his value. So they came out with the uh, the clip of him talking about he he jacks off dogs. Have you guys seen that? I didn't. I haven't watched it, but I heard about it. So basically, he was uh, he was uh, little playing kid, with like uh, red, red pocket that shit. Yeah, so he was playing with uh, Rory's dog uh, pre podcast on, and he like, yeah, basically, uh, some of these dogs, dog breeders. If you don't have a dog to, uh, if you if you don't have an animal to breed your dog with, you have to ejaculate your dog your dog so that your dog doesn't get backed up. So that I can still um, give you a litter. So what he was referring to, Joe Button, was basically 
alleviating the dog of its pent up pressure and asking uh, his co-hosts if they have ever done that. Now <laughs> it sounds it sounds crazy from uh, from outside looking in, but for people that dog breed, and I know multiple people that dog breed, they have to do this. And if you real if you know that they'll be getting forty fifty thousand dollars a litter. And you will be in there jacking off that dog too to make sure that it dropped you another litter. No, it's, not, no, it's not even jacking <laughs> off the because look, my little girls. No, look, my play daughter that comes over, she got a little a dog. They named him Duke. It's a, uh, it's like a little uh, uh, Dotson or whatever. He's fixed, yeah. but the little like he's a little horny dog, right? So he has a he has a bear that they call his bitch. And he will randomly, at least twelve times a day, run up, grab this bear by the by the mouth, run right into the middle of the living room, and where everybody's sitting there watching TV, chilling, he just go to town humping on this bear, bust his little nut, roll over, laugh, pick up the bear, run him somewhere else, and then comes back and act like nothing happened. So I've caught my dog trying to hump on the damn blanket, like off the side of the couch. Because he's so big now, he'll sniff on it and rub the texture, and he'll mount it and start humping the couch. So, like, if you see it, and you and like for me as a, as I want to breed my dog. I've looked into it. They're like, shit. If he do it, let him do it. At least you know this shit work. And I'm like, that's disgusting. I don't want to clean that shit up. But you know, me saying this to y'all right now. If anybody watched the podcast, they could turn around, spin it, take the clip, and make me look like a dumbass just because of how I put it out. But I feel like you just said as far as smearing him for a specific reason, it wasn't just about Spotify as far as mm-hmm. uh, 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 the fact that he was over there and the money that they didn't want to give him. He, like, he sincerely brought the the street, like, you know, because Joe Budden was still underground rap. Like, he did, you know, mm-hmm. pump it up and all that, but, you know, he was more battle rap. He battled, uh, uh, he battled um, Hollow the Don a couple years back on Smack URL. I watched that most and got, got destroyed, dis- dismantled. So when you think about it, he speaks to the person that's more, you know, average, average niggas t- to a certain extent. So if we all went to Spotify for just a just one podcast, watch the episode, say, hey, it ain't no big deal, and then pay the money for the for the uh subscription because it's his podcast plus all the other music that we want to listen to anyway. They're just trying to put dirt on his name so we follow charlemagne in their mind it's like okay which which one will we follow i think i think the breakfast club has a bigger following so let's go ahead make fun of this one hoping they all follow these ones and then we get all their money we get their subscriptions to iHeartRadio instead of them being subscribed to Spotify. Joe Budden won't get his money that we should have gave him instead of a couple watches. And then iHeartRadio, they eat on the back end. So, so yeah, I, I, I got a question for you. So not only did the, the, did the dog accusations come out, but uh, Tahiri Jose, his, his ex-fiance, I believe so, or ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. She came out on uh, Jason's Jason Lee's podcast, Hollywood Unlocked, which is an iHeartRadio podcast, by the way, a coincidence again. And she comes out. She was recently on a uh, marriage boot camp, and in marriage boot camp, Votto, you know, uh, I guess 
had a domestic violence uh, dispute with her live okay. on the show. So when she's being interviewed by Jason Lee about the Votto scenario, she basically brushes over that and goes straight into the Joe Button abuse stories, which was 10 plus years ago and was already documented in the public. And you're there to talk about Votto. How did you spin it and make the whole thing about Joe Button? You know, that's just intentional. So how do you feel about Joe Button and these domestic dispute issues that he's been uh, constantly brought up in? And how do you feel about the whole smear campaign to Joe Button? I, I feel that it sounds like they know Joe Button is a threat because of what he has done. I think you said something like $9 million and it's Joe Button. He, he's what, under Swisher House or whatever, in a slaughterhouse, and he doing it as independent and everything like that. He ain't going off of no major label or anything of that nature, and he's doing the numbers that he's doing. Uh, I think that they're afraid of the competition. So how do you get rid of the competition? You smear their name. And the thing about smearing his name, though, you know, at the end of the day, hey, you did it to yourself. You know, you, you put your hands on her, you're going to live with that for the rest of your life. It's like me. If somebody, if if I get famous or whatever the case may be, somebody's going, I'm always going to be looked to the public as, hey, man, you cheated on your wife. Hey, I did that. That was a seed that I planted. But you got to just keep pushing off of it. Um, I feel that it's a sly way of, I think it's pretty sleazy that you got to go, down that road to try to uh, take somebody out of the game instead of competing and going, mm-hmm. okay, hey, it's it's um, what's his name, Charlemagne the God versus um, Joe Budden, you know, you know, and that and that's that crab in the bucket mentality that black people keep always fall victim to. Why can't Joe Button yeah. be successful and Charlemagne be successful? Why can't we both yeah. be in the we're technically because we're podcasting doesn't make us the same thing, you know. Like what Joe Button and his platform is doing is not what Charlemagne and his platform is doing. So why can't we both exist in our same lanes? And, and white people love to pin us against each other and put us in these scenarios where hey, it's only one room for one nigga at the top, Charlemagne. So if you want the top podcaster spot, you got to get Joe Button out of here for us. You know what I'm saying? As far as niggas, we be so. We so quick to do it, you know what I'm saying, without even really thinking or considering what we're doing. And you had Joe Button on your show multiple times. It seemed like you guys had good energy and camaraderie. But the moment you get a chance to usurp him and be the head nigga in charge, now you want to smear him and, and talk shit about him. And that's why I don't respect Charlemagne. You know, but yeah, at the same time, he, he's a he's a he's a radio personality. He's not a journalist. So I don't exp- I, I because I'm a journalist. I know about the code of ethics. So when some, when people step out of the code of ethics, it's uh, it's just a, a terrible sight for me. It's like it's a stain on the game. But a lot of these people aren't journalists. They're they're radio personalities. They're they're just people. You know what I'm saying? So we can't really hold them to the same standard that a journalist would be held to. So a lot of you people look at Charlie as a journalist. But he's not a journalist, you know. He's just a, bring, a, a personality. If you got to bring somebody else down to um, 
Allow yourself to get come up. You know what? In the words of Charlemagne, God, hey, listen, you the donkey of the day. You know what's funny though about Charlemagne? As much as this sounds kind of weird, I don't even think they came at him like they said at the table like this. I was like, hey, yo, so you know, we're gonna put you on, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. We just need, you know, we just need Joe Button out the way. I think they were sitting at the table and he just kind of volunteered, like, hey, yo, can I just, you know, I, I can do this for you if you need it done. Because, like you said, if they're not even in the same lane as far as what the content is that they're trying to provide, it's almost like a a Django, like he's Samuel Jackson and Django. Like he feels he feels like he is knocking on white privilege door long enough that he actually has some, so he can just do certain things that kind of look like, you know, it it looks like like on his end, he probably doesn't think nothing of it. You know, everybody else is like how. Even think of it once. I, I think that the name of his his book was Black Privilege. I'm not sure. I never read anything that he's published, but I think that that's the name of Charlemagne's book, Black Privilege. You know. So when you say that, you know, it makes me want to go back and, and tap into that read and see what he's even talking about before I judge yeah. him. So I'm I'm definitely gonna tap into his literature and try to tap into his mentality to see yeah. if he jiggabooing or not, man. Because if he a jiggaboo. And we got to call a spade a spade, man. But let's get on I mean, to the, oh. this cop, these cop shootings. So in Compton, this was, what, three days ago? Four days yeah. ago now. Yeah. Um, two police officers were just shooting and uh, sitting in their uh, patrol vehicle when it looked like a, a five six. You're muted, Kayla. You muted yourself. Yeah, but a, a smaller black male from, according to the police, just walked up and opened fire on the police officers while sitting in their vehicle. Do you think that it was a black male? First no. of all, that this no. is a hoax? The officers did not die. Both of them are both alive. Right. They they didn't say that the the wounds were critical, so I don't believe right. that their life is in danger. They so both have this is all just a hoax to try to uh to gain control of the public's uh mentality. Uh, I believe after watching the video that was released on World Star and released on Instagram, it looked more or less like a five 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 six Hispanic male really thin i would say probably like 135 140 because he had no weight on him underneath the hoodie and the pants when he ran off and the way the shots look it didn't even look like they were fatal shots it looked like he shot like like level of the car where it probably hit him in the torso where they probably had their vests on it probably just startled them or whatever because they're new on the force because they said they just got sworn in last year uh they talked highly about the woman being a mother and how her son or or the child is so distraught and how, you know, it's not fair that she got uh, hit while on, you know, while on duty and, you know, they didn't do anything to deserve it. And then there was also another deputy or something that asked that the 100,000 that was put up for information on the shooter, that LeBron James matches it because he's such an activist about police brutality and all that. So I felt that it went 
it goes hand in hand with how hard they made that stand. And it was like out of nowhere to stop sports. And we need someone to do something about this and need someone to do something about that. Um, that they try to do that to try to make it seem like they were able to do more to help find the culprits to these murders or whatever, or these attempted murders. When in reality, it was just to try to like continue to cover up Breonna Taylor's shooters. Because, you know, truth be told, they know everything mm-hmm. and that's not good. So it's like the more we can kind of like spin shit to happen in, in LA, we have the most, we have the most cases of COVID. Now we have some crazy shit happening in Compton. Then the Lakers might win the title, all this direction, all this attention nationally into us. It, it's a ploy. It's not real. It's not real because I know me and I'm not someone that's going to do something malicious like that. But if someone put my kids and my family's life in danger said basically you want to do this shit are you dead are they dead they're dead there's not going to there's not going to be a story about how cops got shot and they're recovering you that close with the window down you could do two headshots at least that you're four or five feet away so to me that was all propaganda that was all bullshit hoodie on in the middle of the day no mask obviously as you could see on camera like dude it was it's a it's a it's a spin they're trying to spin this to make everything worse than what it is because elections are coming in less than two months. That's what's your take? You get it? <laughs> what's your take, man? This is my take on it. Um, my take on it is who gives a damn if it's a spin or whatever the case may be? At the end of the day, yes, yeah, she is a mom, yes, yeah, she got shot. Yeah, whether it was a head shot, body shot, somebody walked up to a police vehicle and shot them. So at the end of the day, what is making that person, whether they're black, Hispanic, white, whatever the case may be, what is making us as people different than police brutality? What What is the difference? You going up and you shooting a cop? Like what people... <laughs> what, what people are failing to realize and I think where I'm about to start getting pissed off at it at is I get it police brutality but I got friends on the force I got friends that go and protect and serve so right. why are you hating on cops because certain cops are killing people and my friend that I personally know that I did EMT with that we were saving lives together and he got on the force to help out more lives. You going up to his police car, shooting him because he has to put on a uniform, just like I had to put on a uniform and he chose the job that he chose and you going off of what's on TV, which the media ain't giving you all of the facts anyway. Right. And, you going to go, and it's right. edited and you going, oh, and they're going to spin it Five, six times. Why? Because it goes back to like the whole Charlemagne thing. What? It's giving me ratings. Yeah. It's giving me ratings. Let me keep talking about black people. Why? Because y'all, it's giving me ratings. And you go shoot another human being. At the end of the day, I don't care what uniform they are. I don't care if they're not even wearing a uniform. You choking them out. You killing them. We 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 doing this whole little eye for an eye kind of thing. And I I had to text. 
my people that I know personally and go, hey, bro, stay safe. And man, I'm trying. I got to I know I know a cop on the force that been on the force for about like 25 years. I hit them up. As a matter of fact, I talked to him today. I'm like, man, how you doing? And he's like, man, all I'm trying to do is just retire now. I'm just trying to retire now because the difference between me wearing my my uniform now and me wearing it about 15, 20 years ago. I used to wear this uniform with pride going out trying to protect and serve. But now when I go out, y'all think I'm the enemy when I'm the one being called to your neighborhood trying to get the bad guys in your neighborhood. To to rebuttal to that, though, I think that uh, George Floyd pointed out a a big thing with the police force. It wasn't about the the officer that had his his knee on George Floyd's neck. It was also more enraging of the two officers that sat there and watched as he did this to George Floyd and did nothing. So I think that the, the cops, the good cops that sit around and let the one bad apple do whatever he's going to do is worse than the the one cop that's doing the bad shit. You know what I'm saying? You had two officers sit there and allow one officer to kill a black man. These two officers are worse than the one because if you really had the people at heart, you wouldn't allow your one officer to override both of y'all and and, and kill this black man and choke him to death with his kneecap. And that's why they're worse. They're, they're, they're bit, they're they're more of the problem. If the police police the police, then we wouldn't be talking about any of this. Is that is that really true though? Because yeah. um, code in the code in the street, code in the street is snitches get stitches, right? So so a lot of people, a lot of people, I'm not saying us or anything like that. Their friend can go steal. Let's just say a candy bar. Their friend could go steal a candy bar, right? Go steal a candy bar from the store. They, they they stop you and be like, hey, was it your friend that stole the candy bar? What are you going to do? Are you going to say, yeah, that was my friend that stole the candy bar? Or are you going to be like, oh, I don't know. So okay, what is what the, I'm saying? What I'm saying is when we walk in the you store, out your boy, friend? My, my boy grabbed the candy bar. It's my job to say, hey, nigga, put that motherfucking candy bar down, bro. I seen that. Okay. We're not say you do this. I'm not going to let you walk out the store with this candy bar. Put the candy bar back. And that's what I'm saying these cops need to do. I, don't don't walk out with the candy bar with him and then say, hey, bro, why did you do that? No, don't let allow him to walk out the store with that candy bar. But that but that doesn't mean just because certain cops do certain things a certain way, that doesn't mean that somebody that didn't do nothing should get shot in the face. And then no. spin off no. this. Oh, it's a hoax. I, I agree what with that. That doesn't, that doesn't condemn you. That doesn't what are you guys talking about? You guys are talking about it's a hoax. The girl with the no. girl and the dude is in the hospital. Like they were no. in the hospital. Whether it's whether it wasn't whether it wasn't fatal or not, they got shot in the face. Let somebody come up to you and your family and shoot you in your face. Are you gonna be like, oh man, it wasn't fatal, so <laughs> it's whatever. No. You're not you're not getting where I was coming from with it because, you know, I know you have, you know, you have people within the, you know, within the law enforcement. I actually got we got we went to school with the Thomases, you know, Carl. He just retired from A.V. Actually, Lancaster uh, Sheriff's Department. It's not that I'm saying that, like, I personally would have walked up to the car and shot him in the face. I'm just saying 
we're talking like an all honesty, right? All honesty. If in fact this was a malicious attack at the cops, it was it was poorly done. Because when they make their attempt on making their stand or doing whatever they're going to do, the point is made every single time. 10 out of 10 times you see anything on social media, you see anything in the news about police brutality, blah, 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 blah. It wasn't just, oh, you know, a couple scratches, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's the same old song and dance every time you see it, right? My part with this was that how in the hell is it now all of a sudden it's never happened. Up until this point with the protesting, you might have had a few people in the cop's face pointing like this. You might have had a few people just, you know, get so close that they get sprayed by the beanbags or the hoses and shit like that. But to actually walk up to a car, one where most cops are never in a car with their windows down, where they show them located, it wasn't even in a position where they could see their surrounding. And then the person just, I mean, they just casually walked up. They couldn't see them coming in either of the two rearview mirrors or the, or the, uh, the, uh, the back uh, regular uh, mirror, you know they have cameras on the car so they can see their surroundings. To me, it looked like a hoax. And the reason why I said it's a hoax, and yes, they got shot, but no, it wasn't as bad as it could have been or should have been. And I don't mean should like they should have been hurt or killed. It's just if we're playing a video game and the objective is to shoot and kill the police and you shoot them in their vest, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So I don't think that this was not the no, I know, but I just don't think this was the intention. I think it was, okay, let's put this person in a position. Let's get this guy who got three strikes. He's already a user. We already have him as an informant, and we're going to make him do what we want because he's our little lap dog anyway. You go up to the window. We're going to have you shoot blanks. No disrespect, y'all, but we're going to have you use a regular-looking gun, shoot blanks so you can see the fire come out. Pop, pop. When those cops got, uh, uh, you know, got taken to to the um, to the ambulance, or they got picked up by the ambulance and took to the uh, to the hospital, was there was there pictures of their wounds? Was there footage of them being picked up by the ambulance and taken all the way to the ambulance? I didn't see any of these things, so I'm just going off of the one clip of Instagram. I it looked like to me one hell of an acting job. That now this is going to cause more chaos. And every positive protest, because now there's going to be heightened fear, not on our side, but down. on the law they're enforcement side. The they're shutting down the protest after this. So now they're not even oh, allowing you to, to get protesting. They're, they're, they're shutting down the protest before the protest even start now. So it's now they have justification to not let you protest. So as far as Southern That's California, right. I don't believe that there will be any peaceful protests probably until after the, the election now. Oh, hey, can, can I say, hey, yeah, can I say one more thing, which is funny. This could have caused something bigger than the L.A. riots, right? Because George Floyd was in Minnesota and look at what all is done. Yes or no? George yeah. Floyd was in Minnesota. Stephen Jackson being who he is, it also fueled all the extra chaos and all the extra Black Lives Matter shit. If this would have been if this would have been a death on them. This would have been this would have been the L.A. riots all over again, because as soon as there would have been one peaceful protest and somebody would have got hit with a nice stick like pow, get the fuck back. Everybody would have been like, whoa, what is all this chaos? I'm just so, saying, so like, I'm just saying, did you see that they arrested a, a, a black man that they, they got? A, oh, a, yeah. Clifford, um, 
it, it skips my mind right now. I usually got notes, but I didn't write it down. But they are they they're wrong for He's you. Like, they're wrong for you like, choosing a black man. His his stature doesn't even fit the the, the, the stature of the man in, in uh in custody. I mean, on the video. So of course they're gonna try to. I think it was about two, three hours after the shooting. They already said, "Hey, it's this guy. It's at large." They already basically had pictures of him and his vehicle out there, as if they already had the scapegoat lined up, and they already knew who they were gonna uh, basically blame for this. So we have a, a black man wrongfully really accused right now. Nobody's that stupid to walk up to a cop car and shoot police officers at point blank range like and that. Not kill them. So you can't, that's not true. And not that's kill not them. Because but they, they did it. To walk in that's schools and shoot up schools. Like, no, no, no. But people are kids, stupid enough to go shoot up schools. Why won't they be stupid enough to go shoot up a, 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 a police car? So with that statement, with that statement, the people who shot up schools were who? Children. Children, like that 17-year-old boy who walked around with the AK. Adults, once you hit 25, your cognitive development is already mastered. There's no way you can do anything without letting go from the back to the front. So that person, if it was a kid looking at the size, there's another youth who's being led in the wrong direction to do some dumbass shit because they're not nobody's focusing on them. But when you the really, Vegas really shooter wasn't a kid. Huh? The Vegas you shooter said, wasn't a kid. Oh, no, that wasn't a kid neither. But you know what? That shooter still to this day is being looked at as being a part of conspiracy because the shots that were taken did not the, the trajectory of the shots didn't match who got hit. And, and the modifications of the room, he, he wasn't physically physically able to, to even lift or do any of the modifications to shoot from the platform that he was shooting from. So that's that's a whole conspiracy within itself. I don't even know if you want to open up the floodgates. No, because so to me, look, into this, man, we we gotta wrap it up. So let's get y'all closing remarks before we get out of here. And oh, okay. Shout outs. Take off this Denver madness because you know they already beat the Clippers. They ain't about to beat the Lakers. But I'm gonna go ahead first. Uh, Kalem, y'all just get it. I appreciate y'all yet again to allowing me to get my voice out and using the politician pro, uh, bo, uh, politician broadcast as a platform that I, you know, that I can say what I feel. You know, it's always focused on the future. The kids are always the most important thing. And uh, just stay ready so you don't have to get ready because life is life is about being ready. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to Brand of Encouragement. Shout out to Focus on the Future, the Politic um, Podcast. Uh, man, shout out to... Shout out to those who are sticking up for injustice. Shout out to the cops that are doing the right thing. Um, and like how you said, man, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. yes sir. Shout out to the Denver Nuggets taking this next round. I see you, baby. Oh, Kawhi, what the fuck was that? PG, <laughs> please close your booty cheeks because your booty cheeks is bust wide open. What the hell was that? Doc Rivers, I'm calling for your job. Clippers, get rid of this guy. Mark hey, Jackson's out there. It's time for Mark Jackson to make his return to the LA hey. Clippers to get and get the championship that he deserves. So with the I'm calling for Doc Rivers out of here. Let's get Mark Jackson. Let's get an offensive coach in here, man. Let's get let's get LA back on track. Maybe next year we can get LA versus LA, man. 
But uh, yeah. it's out on all major platforms, politics and broadcasting, uh, political expressions, man. Cop the cop the merch. You know, hit the link in the bio. Thanks Sinatra Instagram, man. Politic and broadcasting Instagram. Download the Politic and Roku channel. Will be on Apple TV within the next couple of weeks. And we got another announcement. We just moved into the Riverside Studios in downtown Riverside, fifty thousand square foot building. You know, nice. so Politic has a new home, and uh, we'll be building a radio station out of that hub. So Politic and Radio on the way. Politic and the podcast, man. We out of here. I don't know what y'all gonna do, but I'm gonna get to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.